Hi, this is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net, and I'd like to thank you for joining me on the Quipster Film Review Podcast. These are the audio forms of my latest reviews, and you can find all of the written forms of these reviews, as well as over 3,600 other written reviews that I've done since 1996 at my website, Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at the highly critically acclaimed film called Sicario. It's a drama primarily, although some people will probably classify this as some sort of action thriller, and certainly it qualifies for that too. Uh, it's an R-rated film for strong violence, grisly images, and language. It runs two hours and one minute, and the cast includes Emily Blunt, Josh Brolin, Benicio Del Toro, Daniel Kaluuya, and Victor Garber. The director is Denis Villeneuve. And the screenplay is by Taylor Sheridan. Emily Blunt gets uh, the primary star role here as an FBI agent and a SWAT team member named Kate Macer. Macer's services are enlisted involuntarily, helping out a mysterious group of law enforcement agents that are headed by a drug war advisor named Matt Graver, who's played by Josh Brolin, along with his partner in crime fighting in former Colombian prosecutor named Alejandro, who's played by Benicio Del Toro. They are operating under the usual radar in their effort to deal with the extremely dangerous Mexican drug cartels that have begun to take firm root on the U.S.-Mexican border and, in more recent days, have even spilled over their activities into the southwestern United States. Macer's in well way over her head in the tasks at hand as she travels to the lion's den of Mexico's drug cartels in Ciudad Juarez, where those cartels have complete dominion over the populace there. Macer's a firm believer in the law and her duty to uphold it, and she is very trepidatious about what she, what's going on as, as she sees her new partner's tactics as not only illegal, but potentially immoral, but also her desire to see justice done after a calamitous mishap that saw several of her fellow agents killed in a suburban Arizona house raid, it gives her the resolve necessary to see the people responsible go down, specifically cartel kingpin Fausto Alarcón, but she questions their, the way that these new law enforcement agents are conducting their business and whether it's actually worthwhile to go against the law in order to uphold it. French-Canadian filmmaker Denis Villeneuve directs, giving this obvious Hollywood production an engrossing feel of realism from time to time, even though some action scenes seem to be cold from video games. Some people might be reminded at times of Metal Gear Solid in the way that people uh, employ the gunfire here. Now, along with such recent efforts as Villeneuve's Prisoners and Enemy, he's been putting together quite the varied resume of efforts that even if viewers don't always cotton to him completely, I think that most people who see his films will respect Villeneuve's filmmaking prowess enough to be intrigued by seeing what kind of movie he's making next, and Sicario may draw the most interest in future efforts than anything he's helmed to date, and especially when you consider that his next slated film is the long-awaited sequel to Blade Runner. Sicario is like a Michael Mann film to a certain extent, uh, but I would say that it's definitely light years better than more recent Mann efforts, especially 2015's Black Hat. Villeneuve isn't solely interested in delivering an action thriller, although Sicario certainly is a great example of one. He relishes the moments of silence just as much as the bursts of violence that often lurk just around the corner. 
He's more interested in analyzing the dark recesses of the human mind and how our situations govern our behavior and beliefs much more so than uh, what we actually tell ourselves that we believe. And often we become the enemy in the process of trying to destroy our perceived nemesis. Now, themes abound in Sicario about how, in order to kill monsters, you might end up becoming a monster yourself, as Kate discovers more about the operations that she's volunteered for, as well as the people behind it, her confidence in them starts to come into doubt, as well as her trust, not only in her fellow drug cartel busters, but also in the job that uh, that she has sworn to uphold in her career as a protector. Sicario is written by Sons of Anarchy actor Taylor Sheridan. This is his first screenplay to be made into a feature film, and it's quite an impressive debut into this new medium for him, for this uh, little-known thespian. There are some occasional story contrivances that remind you that you're watching a movie, including a major one involving uh, a character played by John Bernthal. He's this uh, divorced local cop who takes a shine to the also-divorced Kate Maser. Uh, And Maser really hasn't had the time or, or inclination to pursue any romance for a long time, and John Bernthal would seem like a natural choice for her, both of them being locals and actually in law enforcement, and also divorcees. But uh, what goes down between them actually is just, it seems a little too hard to swallow. It's just too convenient for the story purposes, at least as far as I'm concerned. Now, some of the action pieces, especially in the film's climax, is also very Hollywood. And that does reduce the feeling of plausibility that the movie's best moments do dabble with. Now, these action sequences are gripping to watch on their own. But there is an incurred aftertaste once it's all over that deflates the ability to discuss the drug war by pointing directly to these moments in the film as something honest or real. You know, obviously there are a lot of really important themes in Sicario and definitely worth worth discussing, but you have to kind of overlook some of the more blatant action sequences that uh, that take over from time to time. Those are definitely thrilling because we are invested in the characters and we actually are fearful of what might happen given that we are seeing some pretty uh, sickening atrocities and we definitely don't want them to happen to the people we care about. And yet, you know, they are obviously movie moments within the course of this film. I do think that Emily Blunt gives the performance of her career thus far as Agent Kate Maser. She serves as our all-important every-woman surrogate to react to the appalling developments around her. She's really the conscience of the movie, growing ever more uneasy to the point of feeling sick to her, to the pit of her stomach at the sights and all, uh, uh, that she sees and all of the stories that she's exposed to around her doing this grim odyssey into the heart of the drug war. Maser doesn't understand Graver's aims, though she does ask him throughout what he's up to, but he remains tight-lipped while he has to, with the only assurance for her that if, when the time comes, she will not only understand what he's up to, but also will agree with what they have to do in order to actually exact some sort of justice and seeing some revenge on the people that have have caused innumerable families harm, and especially in breaking up a lot of the law enforcement. So the question really remains is whether she will actually agree with them that this is what the actions that they're taking is what's necessary to actually make a difference in the drug war, even if it goes against all of her training in law and justice, and even her basic sense of right and wrong. Even with a compact but star-studded cast, 
I think that relative unknown Daniel Kaluuya steals most scenes that he's in as Kate's protective fellow agent named Reggie. He's actually quite good in this film, and definitely, if you see him in this movie, you you are in- intrigued. Will become intrigued enough to want to see more from the young actor. Josh Brolin is he's smiling in this film. He's very charismatic. He's friendly, almost to the point of being a little bit unnerving, especially during the more harrowing times. As this enig- enigmatic man named Matt Graver, whose agenda we aren't really given the full details of until well into the motion picture. And even when we do find out about it, we aren't entirely sure how we are supposed to feel about it. Benicio Del Toro, who also appeared in another great Hollywood drug trade movie back in 2000, Steven Soderbergh's Traffic, for which he would earn an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, he is equally mesmerizing here, playing the mostly silent partner who happens to know the ins and outs of the drug cartel business, especially in Fausto Alarcón's drug operation. Is Benicio Del Toro's character a man who's working with the American law enforcement as part of a deal? Or is he merely a man who is wronged by Alarcón and wants revenge for past misdeeds? And if he succeeds in getting that revenge, is that really a good thing? These are questions that the film often wrestles with. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the phenomenal, pulse-pounding, eerie score from Oscar-winning composer Johan Johansson. Johansson really works magic throughout in giving what could have been a very straightforward procedural a pervasive feeling of dread and terror that is rare to find outside of a suspenseful horror movie. Working in collaboration with cinematography wonderkind Roger Deakins, Sicario is just as effective, if not more so, without dialogue, where the oppressive nature of the score and the almost otherworldly way that the movie is shot by Deakins, it captures the the desolate and lifeless desert environs that surround the urban centers and forces us as viewers into feeling like strangers in a strange land in this realm of being isolated and haunted and suffocated by an ever-constricting feeling of bleakness. Sicario may not emerge as the most definitive story about the drug trade, but I do think it does do what it sets out to do quite effectively, which is to show what a horror show it all is. It also shows how important the fight is against the drug cartels, and perhaps quite cynically how futile it is as well. The most biting sting of the film comes from the realization that there is an underlying suggestion of Sicario that the drug war is a losing battle, and one that can't be stopped. The best that we can do as people who are against drugs infiltrating the country is to hope to contain it before it spills over into the everyday lives of us as Americans. And to do that, it perhaps will involve the United States itself not stopping the drug so much as becoming complicit in the control of it. As this film suggests, as long as 20% of the population insists on being drug abusers, the rest of us are going to have to pay the price for their pleasure, which also further suggests that the front lines of the grand battle against drugs, if we're going to win the day, it's going to start at home. But perhaps even more cynical is this. The drug, the, the war on the home front against drugs is probably just as impo- impossible to surmount as the war against the actual criminals that perpetrate it. It's not really a war on drugs any longer, but rather it's kind of a game almost like a video game that this film often draws its visual inspiration from. Everyone fighting for a better position. That's really all that the fight ever really is. Unfortunately, 
Unlike most video games, there actually is no end to it. Even when a drug kingpin goes down, there it doesn't really hit the stop button as far as the drug war goes. It really only ever hits a reset button, and we have to do it all over again when the next inevitable drug kingpin emerges. Sicario is a really interesting film, above and beyond just being an exciting and exhilarating one. It's beautifully shot. It has haunting score. It definitely has characters that are intriguing, and but we also feel it only scratches the surface of what's going on. This is not the kind of movie that typically would get a sequel, but I would be very intrigued to see if this film uh, becomes popular enough to warrant a television show spinoff of it to continue the adventures of the drug war and all of the characters that are involved in it. That would make for a very riveting television, I would think. Although there are some other shows that are currently on TV that do dabble in this particular arena. I would say that Sicario is going to go down as one of the better films of the year. You might even see some Oscar nominations resulting in it. Perhaps even an outside shot for a Best Picture nomination. Certainly Emily Blunt, I feel, has earned her way into one for her work here. Although it's uh, it's not quite certain whether she is considered a lead actress or a supporting actress given that it's... It's a bit of an ensemble piece. I would be leaning toward a lead actress, but the way that these things go, perhaps they think she's more strong uh, in terms of winning as a supporting actress. Maybe they'll make the argument for it. I don't personally buy it, but, you know, that's the way that things go with the Oscar nominations. I'm going to give the film three and a half stars. I really would like to give it four stars, but I do feel that some of the contrivances in the story and some of the very Hollywood action moments that don't seem to be as realistic as some of the rest of the film do tend to undercut some of the higher ground that I think the film often achieves. Um, it, it definitely is uh, is a film that seems to want to have its cake and eat it too in terms of being both realistic but also very exciting. And there is a uh, there are times when I think it crosses a little too much into the latter to make the former uh, uh, as strong as it should have been. But nevertheless, I do highly recommend Sicario. It is, uh, it's every bit as riveting and intense uh, as a film that I've seen this year. Three and a half stars for Sicario. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoy the review, and I'm going to keep giving you reviews as, uh, as films continue to come out in the theater. They never end, and neither will uh, my reviews of them. So uh, until the next time, please, I encourage you to click the subscribe button if you haven't already, and also check out my website, quipster.net, where you can find links to my Twitter feed as well as my Facebook page and get my contact information in case you want to write to me directly. Also, I want to remind you that if you happen to be on iTunes, I definitely would like to hear some feedback from you, so if you leave a review of the show, I would greatly appreciate it as well. Until next time, thank you everyone for listening and enjoy your time at the movies. 